Welcome to Journey Through the Bible with Joshua Smith. The Bible is the single most important book in history. It is the very words of God put on paper. In this podcast, we will walk through the pages of His Word as we seek to understand His message to us. In Isaiah 55, 11, God says, My word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper where I send it. As we study His Word, He will accomplish within us what He desires. That is our prayer. That is the journey. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Journey Through the Bible with Joshua Smith. I'm so excited that you have joined me on another episode of Journey Through the Bible. The Bible is life-changing. And so as we study the pages of Scripture, as we understand the message, as we connect with the author that is God himself, our lives are transformed forever. So there is power in the Scriptures. There is power in the Bible, which is why I love to teach it. We are continuing our journey through the parables of Jesus, these stories that connect so well with us, these kingdom, these heavenly messages that Jesus is teaching, and he connects them to our earthly understanding in such powerful ways. Today we have some some rather sobering topics as we talk about the parables of Jesus that teach us to be prepared. Prepared for what, you may ask? Well, it's eternity. It's this understanding that we are eternal beings. We don't exist for just the 80, 90 years on this planet, but there is life after death in one of two places, heaven with God forever or hell apart from him forever. The reality of both of these is, boy, overjoyous that we can have heaven as our home, but it is sobering that not everyone is going to be there. And for some who don't accept, for all who don't accept, Jesus, their eternity is going to be rather bleak. We're going to be Matthew chapter 22 and chapter 25. I'm going to read both parables and then we're just going to dive into what Jesus is telling us through them. Matthew 22, 1 through 14. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention, and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops, and destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. 
And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Here we, we see both the exclusiveness and the inclusiveness of the kingdom. Now we hit that real hard in the kingdom parable. So I, I don't want to dive in that too deeply. Uh, but if you want to hear more about that, go back to the kingdom parable uh, episode where we really dive into how both the kingdom of God is both exclusive and inclusive. And we also see in this parable the horrible end for the unprepared. The horrible end for those who enter into eternity without the blood of Jesus on their lives. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamp, lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready and went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other versions came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Now, the point of this parable and the point that I want to bring out is be prepared. There's a, there's a susceptibility, particularly in, in this parable, to over-spiritualize every aspect of it. Right? Um, but we're not going to do that here. We're just going to talk about the aspect of don't don't enter eternity unprepared, which comes from verse 13. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Be prepared. Be ready. When that day comes, it's described in Scripture, the day of the Lord, it's, it's like a thief in the night. We, we don't know when it's coming. All we know is that it is coming. And so the message of these parables are both the same. Prepare now. What you do with your life now will determine where you go when you die. Eternity is real. We are created. We were created as eternal beings and eternal beings we are. There will never be from this point forward a moment in time or outside of time where you do not exist. You will exist forever. And so with that, you will exist in one of two places after this temporal life is over. You will exist in either heaven or you will exist in hell. Now, heaven, we hit this hard in the kingdom parables, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on heaven. But we understand this is for those who have accepted the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and who have allowed his blood to be applied to our lives and his righteousness to be imputed to our account. 
But the other reality of eternity is, yes, there there is a hell. There is a place where man will go when they die without accepting the gift of God, which is salvation. Jesus talks about hell over 70 times. The New Testament has over 160 references of hell. Jesus wants to make sure, and the writers of the New Testament wanted to make sure that we were not made unaware. Now, it's not comfortable, and it is certainly something that uh, makes, you, uh, makes you a little antsy when, you, when you're on the topic, but this was important enough to Jesus for him to mention it 70 times. It was important enough to the writers of the New Testament that they mentioned it 160 times throughout the entire New Testament. So the first point that we need to understand about this is that hell is real. It is a real place. Matthew 25, 41 says, He will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Revelation 21, 8 says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. While the New Testament does use metaphors to help us understand the reality of hell, the New Testament using metaphors to help us understand the reality does not does in no way dilute the existence of it. Hell is real. Hell is also eternal. Revelations 14.11 says, The smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Matthew 25 and 46 and says, These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There's this contrast there. It's not eternal life and cease of existence. There's not eternal life and annihilation. It is eternal life and eternal punishment. Hell is eternal. Hell is torturous. Seven times in the New Testament we see the phrase weeping and gnashing of teeth. This weeping and gnashing of teeth, it is a natural human response to great pain or agony because our bodies can't handle we can't handle what we are just experiencing and so we don't know how to react mark 938 uh, speaks of hell as a place where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched matthew 13 and 42 hell is likened to a furnace of fire we can go back to what some of the ones we've already read matthew 25 and revelation 14 where they go into eternal punishment revelation 21 8 right the the lake that burns with fire and sulfur hell is real hell is eternal and hell is absolutely torturous but you don't have to go there. 
Jesus has made a way. And that is the point of these parables. The point of the, the, point of the parables that Jesus says is, hey, a way out of this exists. And so be prepared. Make the choice now because our choices now determine our eternity. We can see in the, in the parable of the ten virgins, five of them were foolish, five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. The, the five wise virgins, they, they were wise, they were prepared so that when the moment came, they were ready. When eternity faced them, when they stood at the, at the chasm between this temporal existence and their eternal home, they had done the legwork beforehand. They were prepared. We can see in, in chapter 22, verse 11 of Matthew, when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. The prepared state of the man or lack thereof, it's implied but it's there. There was a moment prior, apparently, to entering the wedding where all of the guests were supplied, accepted, and they dressed in wedding garments. But this man was not prepared. Folks, we have all we need to be prepared. We, we don't need anything else. We, we have the message, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that man is a sinner. We are, we are sinners. We are, we are separated from God. But God, in his great love, he sent his son, and his son lived a perfect life. And his son died a death that we deserved. And that death satisfied both the wrath of God and the requirement that sin has payment. And now, through the blood of Christ, we have access to eternity with God. We have the message. We have the provenient grace necessary to respond. Everyone that is listening to this, if you have not responded, you have what you need to respond. Scripture says, All who call to Him, all who call upon the Lord, shall be saved. Luke chapter 16, there's there's another parable. I'm not going to read it all. it's about a rich man who dies and ends up in hell. And the scripture talks about how he, how he begs. He begs that an angel or someone would go and warn his family of this place. But he's told that, no, they have everything that they need. They have the scriptures. That is enough to convince them of the reality of their need and their way of escape. Folks, we have a way of escape. Hell was not built for us. It was built for Satan and his angels who defied God sometime in history past. But when mankind fell, it became our eternal destiny. And without the grace of God, and without the beautiful intervention of the blood of Jesus, so go we, but we don't have to. We can be prepared. We can accept Jesus now. We can receive his grace now. So what are you doing to be prepared? Are you prepared for that moment when you stand at the edge of this life and you look off into the next? Are you ready for that moment? If not, you can get ready. Scripture says that 
all who call upon the Lord shall be saved. It says, hey, if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So believe in the Lord. Confess with your mouth that you are a sinner, that he is Lord, that he was raised from the dead. You, you will be saved. Jesus, I pray for every person who is listening to this or that we would ensure that we are prepared. Not, not Nothing that we has have done, but through the grace of Jesus, you open the pathway where we can look into eternity and see an eternity of bliss because we are in heaven and we are enjoying eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen.